Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Thursday, February 2, 2023. We're sorry we're late. We've been working on a sound uh, echo and popping thing we've had with uh, between myself and uh, Robin. So uh, we're sorry we're about 25 minutes late, but we'll make up for it. We'll just talk faster. We're gonna, we won't run the promo spot today as far as the wells. We don't need to run that every single day. So we'll dispense with that. We, we premiere our American Warriors channel every Thursday. So um, let me just do that real quick. We have one other thing to share and then on with Robin here. So here we go. When George Endicott enlisted in the army, he thought choosing military intelligence would keep him in an air-conditioned room. Instead, he found himself in Vietnam on a loudspeaker team doing psychological ops and an obvious on an obvious target. A grenade attack late at night wounded him and took the life of a little boy next to him, bringing home the realities and horrors of war. That was just the beginning of George's experience. Here's a little piece of that. I was a 96 Bravo 2W, and the 2W meant I was in psychological operations. The reason I went to Vietnam was to run a loudspeaker team. And what that really meant was we went over there with this equipment, the, the theory being that, um, you know, we'd try and talk the enemy into giving up when they were faced with overwhelming odds being us. Didn't work very well, but we tried it. My rucksack, the amplifier for our system, the microphone, the batteries, all that. Uh, my buddy with me carried the loudspeaker because it was pretty heavy. My entire rifle, ammo, everything, 88 pounds. Two thirds of my body <laughs> I carried. So I was a 200 pounder, you know. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So to, get, to tune into that, you go to American Warriors. The Rumble channel is American Warriors 22, and the YouTube channel is also American Warriors 22. Right after this broadcast, you can watch that. It's premiering today. Uh, it looks really interesting. I had just learned this last week what a rucksack was. Is it those packs that everybody carries on them? I'd never even known that was the term, and uh, just learned it. And now the guy just said my rucksack. So that's the that's their um, backpack, as it were. All right, well, one more quick thing I wanted to share with you, Johnny Enno. You know, blow the show far, do the show far. I think it was Monday, and talked about those who had had um, taken the the vax and want needed to be healed. Uh, and so here's a quick, we're going to read this letter to you. We'll, we'll post it up here. This is from Francine. Hi, Steve. You asked if we received any received healing today from the vaccine to please write. I took the vaccine on March 21 and the booster April of 21. At that time, I was ignorant about what was going on. A couple of months later, I became awake by watching Elijah's dreams and other prophetic teachings of what really was going on. I have prayed in the past asking for God's divine forgiveness. But today was amazing. As soon as the first sound came from the shofar, I immediately shook violently like an electrical shock wave went through me. I started praising God. Then when Johnny prayed, I felt like a warm river of, or liquid was running through my body. This is so amazing. Thank you, Steve and Johnny. I know without a doubt God has cleansed and purified my body from any side effects. I try not to miss a program. You have no idea what Elijah Streams has done for me. Thank you so much you and your team for getting out the truth of, uh, and the goodness of God, Francine. Francine, we love you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Please tell your friends if they want to uh, have the pot. You can watch that on the replay in the same result, just because it's a replay from last Monday. 
doesn't mean you won't get the same thing. Now, I don't tend to be a feeler, so I might be next to a person who would feel that, and I wouldn't tend to feel it, but I would have the same healing. So if you don't have that sensation, don't assume that God's not healed you, okay? Instead, assume that he has. So, All right, that's it. Time to bring in Robin Bullock. So without further delay, here's Robin Bullock. Well, we fixed the sound, didn't we, Robin? You fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I can hear you. I can hear you, brother. And I, and I can hear you, too. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and not only yeah. that, your light is better today, too. Sometimes you're in the dark a little bit. So all well, is getting better and better. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, well how for, is everybody on Elijah's stream? We're doing really good. God's favors oh, yeah. all over it. I don't know if you heard that testimony that I read just now. But, but when Johnny Enloe blows that shofar, I'm unbelievably stunned at how many people will feel something powerful like that. That's it's awesome. like, I blow That's it too, but you know, I'm kind of, I felt like even the Lord said, Steve, it's the same show far. It's the same sound, but I'm just beginning in my uh, track to, 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 to add my kind of faith, mm-hmm. which is lower than his kind of faith, which is higher. When he blows that thing, he absolutely knows miracles yeah. will happen. And every time we get these amazing reports. So I, I Oh yeah. Releasing frequencies, bro. Oh, frequencies. It, was a, it was amazing. So, well, Robin, yeah. I, we started late, so I'm going to jump right in here. Um, I'm glad we got that fixed. So you said, we're just going to start whatever's the first on the list. And you said the first on the list, let's talk about Trump and Biden. So what do you got? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. It cut out about three times. Three oh, it did. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. Well, your sound but is good on this end. We'll just keep going. Okay. Okay, as long, as long as we can make out what we're saying, well, me and you'll keep going. Okay, go for it then. Whatever you got to say, Trump Trump and Biden is our first on the list. So what do you Well, got? you know, and it's very rare that you and I have any kind of talking point. We don't, we don't. We just, we just come out. But this was on my heart today because, you know, um, people, people need to hear it right now. People yeah. need to be st- uh, they need to hear uh, some stable things, you know, and um, and so, you know, before we do that, Steve, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and and well, we'll just we'll just move right on into it. Okay. Um, you know, when when Saul, when Samuel removed Saul from office, yeah, Lord, you want me to do that, huh? All right. All right. I'm going to have to change gears here. Okay. Because of something the Lord said. Okay. And I I need to go ahead and get this word out to the body of Christ right now. So if you can hear me well, I'm going to just start right into this. Go for it. Can hear you well. The Lord told me this on February the 1st uh, this year. He said this. He said, um, we have approached a time of a true revolution in the spirit. The wind of the spirit has truly gone out to all the four corners of the earth to bring about revival, a revival the likes of which we've never seen. It is more than a revival. It is renewal and rebirth. It's going to look like a revolution, not a revolution like you might think but a revolution of belief. And it will come on the lips of those who do not look like religion says they should look. They will not dress the way religion says they'll dress, 
And yes, they'll not talk the way religion says they should talk. The revolution of the spirit that is coming will be resurrection power. It will raise the dead of wow. this world. Wow. It'll be the resurrection days and hours of the glory of God, and it will raise the dead of this world. Those from all walks of life, cowboys, hippies, the pierced, the tattooed, it will raise a Jesus revolution. They will look different and they will love one another. But religion hates love so it will hate them. A revival of the prophets came to proclaim the renewal, the restoration, and the revolution to come. But religion hated it. The people saw and heard the words of the prophets and knew God had not forgotten them. But religion hated the way prophets looked and sounded, and so decided to destroy it even if it meant in injuring the revolution to come. Wow. The prophets are like the voice of one crying in the wilderness, shouting to the people, get ready for the move to come. It has now fallen into the arena of decision. Who will believe? It is now in the arena of decision as to what you will believe, religion or the move of the spirit. It is for you to decide, but decide quickly, says the Lord, for we are only months away from its beginning. Wow. 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 That's, that's a, that's a needed word right now, isn't it? Out and about, there's been some, you know, um, well, I haven't known what to, I have, I've stayed silent because I didn't want to. Uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter about anything else right now, except the Jesus revolution is about to come on the scene. Yeah, Lord. Yes. Lord. And when it comes on the scene, it's going to be, it's going to be so huge, so big, Steve. Oh, it's going to span. The Lord said cowboys to hippies, to the pierced, to the tattooed. And it's going, and they're going to love each other. And it's going to come in like that. But religion hates love. So it'll hate them. But it several years ago, I gave a word that there would come a Jesus revolution, like in the 70s, mm. in the Jesus freak days. Yeah. And what happened was, is in those days, it began, it stopped, but now it's going to pick up again and it'll start again. And when it does, you're going to see things like people sitting out on the lawns of houses and people teaching the Bible to really? it's going it. to happen to where it's going to be the, the wildest looking thing. And some in religion will get out of religion and jump right in it. Some that's some will never get in it, but I'm going to tell you right now it's in the arena of decision. And so people have to decide which way they're going to move. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, they need to decide quickly because we're only months away from the beginning of this thing. And when it does, it's going to be the greatest sweep of the move of God. I mean, it's going to be the modern Jesus freaks. It's going to be those of this generation. It'll still be those with pink hair 
pierced uh, noses and tongues and ears, <laughs> and arms and tattoos and sleeves up their arm and up their neck. It's going to be a time when it will be a, a, a radiation of love, just boom, hit the earth. And when it does, see, the prophet's voices came out and told the body of Christ. This is what they heard in the prophet's voices. They heard, God has not forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten us. And so it was a breath of fresh air to them that God hadn't forgotten. And he began to declare things that of old that was still happening and, uh, and so still good. coming. And so we're about to see it. We're going to see probably the greatest revival in the homosexual communities that we've ever seen. It's going to be what's going and I don't mean a revival in that lifestyle. I mean a revival of them coming out of that lifestyle. You're going to see things like that happen because what what's you know what homosexuality mask is evangelism. Oh, really? uh, homosexuals are are the call in their lives are usually and probably all the time. They're evangelists. They're true evangelists. That's really? why they're so activated. That's why their voice activates so loudly is because the real call, because Satan can't invent a call, Steve. He can only pervert a call. Yeah. And so if he can hide their identity, then there's no, uh, then they'll never walk into that. But, but they're about to see what they were created to be. And I want to tell you something. And that's those in that lifestyle yeah. and drug addicts, those that are just so steeped in drugs and, and, uh, you know, crack meth, uh, whatever heroin, whatever it may be, just like in the seventies, they're about to see their real call evangelism. And, and a lot of the musicians you see out there and, and drugs that, that they're prophets and they're going to see that call. And you'll see it start to come out. And so this is where we're headed. And this so is good. where it's about to go, Steve. Man, and just do you think we're a couple of months off? You know, I got to say this. I Even though I was alive in the Jesus movement, I missed it because I was stuck right in the middle of religion. Yeah. And I was a teenager yeah. when this was all hitting. And yeah. I didn't know it was called the Jesus movement until years later. <laughs> yeah. And some yeah. of our periodicals in our church, they started making psychedelic art because everyone else was. But there was no power in it. There were yeah. no salvations flocking to it. it. It was outside of our four walls, and we never saw it personally. Yeah. I never saw it personally. And I was living right in the middle of it, and I never saw it personally. And I begged God. I said, do not let me miss the next Jesus movement. This is extremely good news to me, man. Oh, it's it's going to be so wonderful, Steve. Yeah. It, and. And I don't know if it's going to be two months, three months, six months. He just said we're months away, not years. He said we're months away. So good. From its beginning. So now once it begins, how long will it run? I don't know, but nobody will stop it this time. It's not going to be stopped this time. You know, and... um is it that you saw that, because you did say that religion will hate that, they're, they're, yeah. even though they come against it, some, whatever religion means, I'm not trying to define that, um, mm -hmm. whatever religion means, they will hate it, 
but they won't well, be able to stop it is what you're saying. Yeah, religion in the sense that you have to look like us, act like us, talk okay. like us, wear your hair like us. Yeah. You can't do anything we don't do. And and what most religion is is just <clears throat> started with a revelation of God and it never made it uh, it never progressed any. It, and they started with a revelation and they just fossilized that one thought and yeah. put it in, and put it in a rock and carved it in a rock and said, you can never go beyond this. And if you do, you're wrong. And so religion says, my God, you know, you can't, you can't look like uh, somebody like that and be serving Jesus. You well, can't, no. you know. What I'm seeing in my mind, and you tell me if it's going is there's going to be people with the piercings and they're coming out their oh, nose yeah. and their tongue and they're yeah. prophesying and they never went to prophetic right. school. They were never trained up and released and laid hands on and they're prophesying right. and no one gave you the right or permission to prophesy and yet you're doing it anyway. So that's how, right. how close is that? Is that close? Oh yeah. I think that's part of it all. And, and see, I believe that's what the voice of the prophets were to do. And I'm going to get into some of the political okay. things of it too, but I think that's what the voice of the prophets uh, came to do was to tell the people, God hasn't forgotten you. Yeah, he hasn't so forgotten. And when it looks like, you know, the scripture says this, I was, I remember I was talking to uh, uh, Richard Roberts uh, the other day and, yeah. and he, he brought this out. He said, when the people didn't know what to do, the prophet showed up when the people don't know what to do. The prophets show up because we're in a time. See, 2023 is the battlefield for the glory. This is the year that organized darkness has set itself to hold the light down and seize on it. Hmm. This is the year for that. Now, uh, let, let me go ahead. I went at this go thing backwards. I thought I was going another direction. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> That's but good. the Lord stopped me. You watched yeah. him stop me. Right? I watched okay. him. Yeah, you did. I love, you know, but you, you know, I'm sure you know this, but that's very instructive to us watching. That means the prophet himself is subject to right in the middle of what you're about to say, you're subject to the Holy Spirit. If he says, no, 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 that's good. Thank you for being obedient, Robin. Hallelujah. I could weep. Mm. The spirit of the Lord is so precious. He's, he's so He's so kind. Mm. He just, he wants the people free. He don't want people bound up in anything. Mm. I want to, uh, see, we're in the time of the battlefield of the glory. Mm. Now, there's parallel times in scripture, and we'll get into some of that, especially when we get into the political in a few minutes. Yeah. Because prophets mainly, you know, prophets deal a lot in the political, all through the scripture, you know, all the way up to, you know, Jesus stood before Pilate. Jesus addressed a Herod, uh, called him an old fox, everything. John the Baptist dealt with, with um, political. All the prophets always deal in the political realm. You can't separate that. Because they are the the officers of the court of heaven. Now, I want us. I want you to see this in Saint John, one. It says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Then it goes on to say, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, um, I want you to... um, I want you to think about this for a minute. We've entered a parallel time. People wonder what's going on because there's about to be a great, the glory is about to hit the earth. And this is the battlefield year that determines what happens next. Now, notice first thing is first, Steve. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him, the word without him was not anything made that was made. So the word is first place. The word has to be first. You cannot do anything apart from the word. How many times have you heard me say the word, the written word is not subject to anything. Everything is subject to the written word. All prophetic utterances are subject to this, all of them. They have to be because they came from here. And it's the only thing heavy enough, strong enough to hold the weight of a prophetic word. So good. And if you try to prophesy without the written word, it's too heavy. You'll get into some, it'll just go off somewhere. So the first thing is the word. Now I want you to notice the next thing that happens right here. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The word comprehended it not means that it could not hold it down and seize on it. That's good. So there's a war. So the first is the word. The second is the war. There's a war between light and darkness. So you've got the word, the war, and then verse six says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, the prophet. You have the word, the war, and the prophet. And so when you get from the word, the war, and the prophet, the next thing on the list is the glory. Oh, wow. Says the next thing is the glory. And so then you get over here in St. John 1, and it says, and this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who art thou? So the first thing that happens is, see, you've got verse 14, and, it, uh, and the word became, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. See that? Yeah, the glory. So you have the word, the war, the prophet and the glory. So now what is going to try to stop the glory from coming right over here in verse 19? It says that the that the uh, priest and the Levites, all of that to do with the law, the religion came to attack the prophet. They came after the prophet. Why? Because the next step is the glory. 
And the prophetic word is what was made flesh. The prophets kept saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it, and it was made flesh. And we beheld his glory. So you have the word, the war, the prophet, and religion attacks the prophet. The next one is the glory. And so 2023 is the battlefield of the glory. This is the year that organized religion, organized darkness, and that is in the political realm, the religious realm, makes no difference. It's already organized. You've got people like uh, Klaus Schwab, Noah Harari. You've got the, the, the new green deals. You've got mm. the green 10 commandments that was written, broken at the bottom of Sinai back in what? October, November, whenever yeah. it was. You have, um, you have the largest gathering of pagans and Christians that came together. And, and you had a real false prophet show up, which was Harari. Noah Harari. You want to know what one looks like? Look his picture up. And so you you have that that all of that is organized darkness. And religion gives it its strength. And it comes to hold down the light in the war. And the way it happens is is it attacks the prophet. You saw that they sent to question the prophet. Yeah. Because right after that the glory shows up. So you have the word, the war, the prophet, and the glory. And that's, that's where we are now. And I believe we're months away from the light hitting this whole thing. And, um, such and the good news, man. Revolution. Such good news. I'm sorry, the, man. Such good news. Yeah, can, you can see it, can't you? You yeah. see the oh, parallels yeah. that I'm Oh, making. yeah. Well, so you, you start, you have to recognize where we are. And remember in Jesus' day, of course, it's always Jesus' day. Mm -hmm. You know, this is his day too. But when he was in the flesh walking the earth, there was four players on the scene, Steve, four. There was Jesus, the plan of God, the light of God, the glory of God, the resurrection himself, and his message. There were the disciples that loved the message that the peace, baby, peace, that loved the message, that got into the message, that pushed through in the message. Then there was religion that hated the message. Oh, yeah. And hated him and hated those that followed him. And then there was Judas who betrayed the message. So you have the message, the disciples who follow the message, religion who hates the message, and the Judases who betray the message. It's the same way now. You have to remember that. So there is the word. It's on the scene. And the prophetic word is going out. You have disciples. You have people that catch hold of that word and start running with it. Then you have religion that hates that word and attacks it. Then you have Judases that rise up within the ranks of the disciples and suddenly turn against it and betray it. Wow. So it's always the same parallel. Satan runs down the same little rabbit trails all the time. He don't have anything new to do. So what we have to do now is decide what we're going to believe. It's in the, it's in the realm of decision now, but it's coming to those who believe no matter what you believe. So you, you need to decide what side you're landing on. Because when this begins, 
there ain't going to be no doubt about it when it starts because it's going to make people so happy and make people so mad because it's just going to, it's going to shake everything up and don't be surprised yeah. at what you see. It sounds very, very messy. And, and I'm hoping that I'm going to love it as much as I feel like I'm going to love it. You're it going to love really, it. Yeah. It you're, going, really messy. you're going to be one of the, you're going to be <laughs> one of the, the, uh, most established un, that don't look like a hippie hippie in the whole movement. <laughs> I think that's probably true. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. You go, you're going to be as hippie looking as me. <laughs> that's going to be hard to do with this. No, nah, but it's going to come within a decision of belief. It's a revolution of belief. And we're going to see that's when the miracles will start. You notice after that, the miracle started and, and all of this just began. It just started rolling, man, rolling. And what it's actually doing is picking up where it left off in 72. Really? It's going to pick it right back up again. I've noticed in the music we're playing now in the 11th hour, it sounds like we went back and grabbed that music and put it back in. Good. Yeah. And you have to remember, we don't rehearse. Yeah. So whatever you hear, you just hear as it comes, you know, I'll get up in the morning, the Lord, will, oh, uh, I'll hear this tune and I'll start playing it. And all of a sudden he'll write these words and I'll walk in and say, everybody, let's do this. Well, I watch you do that and I have never uh, interviewed you about that. So I've wondered, yeah. were these songs you'd sung before? And most of the time I figured that you, that you were doing it live extemporaneously oh, yes. for, for lack of a better word, but you really... You compose on the spot and you've got. Oh, yeah. Right on the spot. On, lyrics are on most the spot. everything. Yeah. Wow. And, and then after that, sometimes something that was composed mostly on the spot will play again somewhere, but not all the time. Most every 11th hour is straight out right there. I mean, five minutes before the cameras come on or 10 minutes, I'll say, y'all do this and I'll play a run and Next thing you know, the Lord is writing words and wow. And and then when you get in that kind of Tehillah praise, yeah, you're in the realm of creative prophetic music where he can he can talk to you about things he's wanting to do. Well, and, and I've watched you do like you'll turn. I've seen this several times where you'll go, okay, you're looking at the drummer, and I think both of your daughters are drummers, right? Yeah, they and, are. And you'll say, now go tribal on this, and you'll yeah, and you and I'll watch you do that, and and I love that because the I think one of the most important instruments is the drum because it literally sets the beat oh, yeah. and everything, you know. So, but it's it's fascinating to watch you, you know. Well, every every beat, you know, every beat on the drum is is based after your heartbeat. Uh, all drum beats are based from your heartbeat. Your heartbeat's the primary beat that it's okay, sampled wow. from. Okay. And so, so when it, when you get in a certain rhythm, it, it matches your heart. You know, uh, what was the man's name? They call him the father of the orchestra. Uh, he would, he would, I was, it wasn't, it wasn't Hayden, uh, maybe somebody can, one of your viewers can tell me, but anyway, he would go in, take the first violin and it wasn't 440 was the standard tune. And he would take, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joseph, Joseph, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, and he would take the violin and put it up 
and drag the bow across it and tune it until it matched his heart. Really? And then he'd say, now everybody tune to this. And when, when the creation orchestra would play or they would play and they'd hit certain peaks, light would flash around the room. It'd be light just flashing. Really? Yeah. And, uh, because, and most of the time that was in the tuning of like 432. And that's what I tune in is 432. That's what and I mean. Is that, I mean, I've never heard of anyone. Is that yeah. common for musicians to pick 432 or no, what? no, no. The standard in the world they call is four 440. Yeah. But I, I believe that has its roots. Uh, the Nazis kind of came yeah, up yeah, with they that. They said Hitler did that or something. It yeah. was a little dissonant, caused a little dissonance in, in the person. Oh, it does. It yeah. does. It. And, and I'm, I know we're going to, you know, me and you just start off on something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when you get, if you're singing, if somebody will notice this, just, just try it. If you're a singer, sing in 440, sing your song that has a little bit of a struggle to get low and high. And then tune to 432 and sing it. It's almost like velvet. It's there's no strain in it. That's and interesting. See, yeah, and if you go 432, 432, 432, 432, it's kind of equaling out to the speed of light. And do you do you have an instrument that that makes a sound and you say, "Give me a C in 4 432"? Or how do you what do you do? Well, no, there? most tuners like my guitar tuners, I don't. I don't have one on my guitar right here yeah. on the set, but most of the tuners will calibrate and, okay. and you can just, when you turn it on, it's 440, Okay. but you can calibrate it on the back and start dropping it down to 432. And then you just tune the same yeah. way. Sounds good. But it's, and you won't know the difference in your hearing out there unless you had the two to compare it. Yeah. And then it's the most annoying sound. It will annoy you. Is this way what, less, you know, is this way less than a half step of music or what? Or way more? No, than it's only about eight points, you know, eight hertz off. It's just barely, but barely. it's enough that it's just like, and I think they said David sang and played in 444. And they say the frequency of God, I think is 888, something like that. And it's just amazing frequencies and sounds, you know. But I like 432 and the Lord speaks and things happen when we're playing. And I don't even tell anybody. We just do it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't know how we got off on that. Well, it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But anyway, you uh, if people know where we are, there's about to be a Jesus revolution hit. I was going to ask you this one question. Excuse me. I was just starting. Um, You said it's a time of decision and there's people Mm -hmm. on the religion side that they have to decide if they're going to stay there. Are there people on um, the right side now who are going to have to make a decision to stay there and not jump over to religion? Oh, yeah. 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 Because it's in the realm of decision. Okay. You know, um, you know, in the last days, the scripture says that Satan will be loosed for a little season. Yeah. Now this is in the future, yeah. you know, after the millennial and all that, mm-hmm. but he'll be loosed for a little season to go and tempt the nations one more time. Crazy. In other words, it brings people to a point of decision at some place. You know, it's just like this, Steve, when Jesus was preaching, 
he he said something one time that just really just upended religion. I mean, among the other hundred thousand yeah. things he did, but he said, he said, if you don't eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no part in me. And they said, This is a hard saying. It is. <laughs> said, Who can hear it? And it said, he never answered. He just left it in the realm of decision. And the and it said they everybody in the crowd but his 12, his followers turned and left him. It said many of them left him that day and never came back. And Jesus didn't say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you what I meant by that. I'm talking about communion. I'm talking about this. I'm talking, he never said anything. He just looked at his men and said, do you want to go too? said, will you leave me too? They said, where are we going to go? <laughs> I mean, you know, you have the words of life. You know, they had already heard something. They couldn't uh, go back. That was just as profound to me, you know, as the fact that Jesus would say such a crass thing, right? That there was no yeah. context. It was just yeah. as profound that the disciples heard that and said, mm -hmm. where else are we going to go? You have the words of life. And yeah, because, you know, yeah. I don't know when Judas turned, but, uh, that was a crazy thing for them to stick with it. That showed well, a lot of maturity that they had by then. It did. And everybody, but notice Jesus didn't try to defend himself. Mm -mm, he didn't. He just left it in the realm of decision. And that's what you have to do. Uh, see, because the move of God that's coming is, it's got to be left in the realm of decision. And you know, that's why I don't get tied up in a bunch of stuff. I don't, I don't, I just, you know, I just uh, leave it in the realm of decision. That's and good. people let the people have a choice. If you have to make the people believe and keep them on point believing, then you become their God and you're going to have, you've got a job ahead of you. You're going to have to be there 24 hours a day to secure up their minds every single day but you have to let the holy ghost do that he has to be uh they have to decide and he will uh he will operate according to their decision it don't mean he don't love anybody but you're not going to be a part of power if you don't believe in power and you're not going you know well, you know, it's the same thing that I described in a few words a bit ago that I missed the whole Jesus movement. It was going on all around. I was yeah. in Southern California. That's where it all happened, on the beaches. I never yeah. went to the beach. I never saw I yeah. never, never saw a baptism in a swimming pool or a bathtub or a jacuzzi, yeah. or I never saw, I, I never got around hippies. Is the, as the, Although yeah. all my friends at school all had long hair by then, so we kind of all were anyway. But, you but know, now you're kind of friends with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you and I are about the same age and somewhere in the same ballpark there. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm jealous, though, that you were. Were you a saved person by that time? Did you? Oh, no, no, I was I was very young, you know, during the the height of the Jesus movement, when it kind of came to a close, I was only about 11 or 12. OK, so, yeah, you know, okay. but I remember it. Yeah. And I remember how, what it looked like. And anybody my age could have watched the Brady Bunch and knew what it kind of looked like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, 
when Greg went all bonkers and okay, okay, and put on his buckskin coats and all that. Well, I knew, you know, but I was a. Uh, I I remember the movement, and I remember, uh, you know, and so I was kind of born in that era. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And I was, um, you know, a little bit older and I would have been in Vietnam. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, I, I barely missed it. I, they, they drew yeah, my I number. mean, it was, it was just an age factor. My yeah. family was all military on both sides, really. And, um, or on my father's side, but. But, you know, but the Jesus movement kind of stopped. But now it but it never quit. And it's going to pick back up in our time. And because we're in that same time again, and that's why everything is is up in the air. There's Jesus, those that believe what he said, the movies doing religion that hates the move and Judas is who betray the move. And you have to decide in this time we live in which one of those four categories you are in. You have to decide that. What do you and, say uh, to the people um, <laughs> who are watching even now or watch us in a replay and they go, well, I don't know what side I'm on because I don't know. Uh, yeah, they do. If you, oh, they do. What, yeah, how, they know. Okay, say, how do you, go ahead. Well, you're, you're, either, you're either siding with those, uh, you, you side with, um, you know, it's like this. Okay, the the prophets come on the scene, and it, it's a it's a dangerous time. Our prophets wouldn't have never came on and been spotlighted the way well, they that's were. true. Nobody's very few people have said that. Say that again. Yeah. It's it's that was it's proof a, that. Go yeah. ahead and say that again. Yeah, it was. It's a dangerous time. It's a very dangerous time, and and I don't mean just a little dangerous. It's mm. it's big dangerous. Or the prophets would have never came on the scene like that mm. and been spotlighted because the people had to know the people had to hear. It's the prophetic word that comes into the atmosphere. It has to be declared. It has to be spoken and, and it has to be seen. And the prophet's office sees things differently then they they live in the future a lot yeah and so we uh, you know prophets can see where it's going if it's if it don't change and the only office anointed really anointed now everybody can speak up yeah and good but a prophet's office will actually point their finger at someone at a king and tell them thus saith the lord and tell them the secrets of what they're doing. See, people, people get all bent. Yeah, you know these prophets, these prophets, and 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 don't they're not prophets themselves, so they have no clue what one is. They don't even have a clue how that office operates. Not a clue. And so they they confuse prophecy with the mantle of a prophet. Yeah, huge they're difference. Com they're completely different. Now, prophets bring the court of heaven into the realm of kings, political leaders, like Nathan did David. Yeah. Nathan came in and, and the Lord tried David right there. He tried him. And the prophet was the officer of the court that brought it in. And that's, that's the role of a prophet. 
uh, one of the roles is to deal in that political world because the political realm is where the, the good and evil come together to fight and see, because whoever controls that world controls the masses and control the affairs of men. Mm-hmm. So prophets are the ones that step into that place on behalf of heaven because, and another thing, when, when prophets are spotlighted and start pointing their finger, it's usually in the time of, of idolatry. It's in the time where a political upheaval, it's usually in the time when it becomes dangerous, where, where wars are swirling. And, it, and it's a time, uh, it's a tumultuous time you know, a tempestuous time. You're the first person that's really ever brought that out to me. Maybe other people have said it, but I've always thought, okay, God's bringing prophets because he's restoring this last gift that's not been restored, maybe apostolic as well. And then a revival is coming, so they have to speak into it. But I've never understood it the way you just said it, that these are a dangerous time. That's why prophets had to come on the scene. That's why prophets did come on scene. Oh, yeah. And see, prophets come on the scene, Steve, um, when there's an antichrist spirit Mm. that's trying to push its way into the earth. Prophets are spotlighted. And and if you because it's that mantle that resists that. Yeah. See, now, if you go to the book of Revelation, you'll find out when the antichrist is actually in power. Notice who withstands him two prophets. Remember, it says there's two prophets that he can't overcome them. And he said, it's granted to them that every word uh, they can call plagues and fire and everything Dude. into the earth anytime they want. Now, that's what the book of Revelation says. Does say that. And it says that if anybody tries to come against them, so there is an attack on the prophets Every time an antichrist spirit is trying to raise its head, now you have to remember that. And, and so when that attack came on them, it said fire comes out of their mouth and just consumes it. Whoever tries to stop them because, um, and so whenever you see that there's an antichrist spirit in the earth trying to push its way in and I know this is going to sound strange and we don't have a lot of time to just to get into the details of it, which we could. Yeah. But here is the the thing, the, the antichrist spirit, Paul said, there's many antichrist spirit in his day Mm -hmm. in the earth. He said, and it's trying to come in. Now I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Somebody come on there. Listen it, Robin, listen, (laughs) trying to just, you know, but you can go look at it yourself. Paul yeah. said that. And he said, they're coming into the earth, many of them. He said, but only he who lets will let until he be taken out of the way. Then will that wicked one be revealed, the Antichrist. So <clears throat> there's many spirits of Antichrist, and they're always hunting a way in, a body. It tried it with uh, Nimrod tried it with uh, Nero, tried it with Hitler, tried it with Saddam Hussein. All these things were, were antichrist spirits trying to push in. Remember, Obama even had every trait 
of the Antichrist going for a while. Yeah, he did. Every trait. And so you, you see this trying to push in, trying to push in, but there's he who now lets or will resist it. We'll keep it out until that resistor is taken out of the way. And for anyone, when you say he who will let is the Holy Spirit is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and it's actually it's actually the church that, okay. that the Holy Ghost lives in because okay. that's who resists. Okay. That's the resistance is the church. That's why it's tried to be deemed non-essentials. Everything is. That's why there's always something trying to cause confusion in the church. Mm-hmm. It's because there's an antichrist spirit looking for a vacuum or a void mm-hmm. to fill, and <clears throat> and the church is the biggest thing in the void. <clears throat> and so they're trying to create a void they can get in, which is another subject. But here is the thing. Every the victorious church is the church that resists the Antichrist coming in on their watch. Coming in on their watch. But if the church quits resisting, it will come in. And it'll come right in. See, right now, we're in a time that's not like any other time. Anytime the the devil tried to push the Antichrist in early. He always raised up a king or a leader, and that king would have an army and start taking over the world. Well, people resist. But this is the first time the governments are all coming on board before the the man arises. So there's nothing to conquer. The governments have agreed. And so we have to resist. And so the very fact that there's Mm. prophets pointing their finger, coming on the scene, is the proof that the Antichrist spirit has raised its head and is trying to move into the earth. And so, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you this because, you know, I'm looking at, uh, we have time, we can have whatever time we need here, but um, at some point, well, I I want to ask this question. When, about starting around two years ago, the prophets, yeah. that are, especially the ones appearing on here. And I, I, there's hundreds and hundreds of prophets. So we have, sure. you know, eight or ten, whatever we have that come on here regularly. But uh, you among them, you would point to, I'm just going to say his name, Biden, and you would say, he's a jackal. He's that. Uh, is that what you're talking One of the things you're talking about is the pointing of the finger towards whatever. Sure. Uh, okay. See, it's just like. Now that that might be a good transition to okay. head into something else. I, okay. Uh, I don't want to take up the time because we. No, you got it. But you know, you, we. You, you had said on that you were going to cover that subject area anyway, so I'm just going to bring it well, up for you. I kind of went at it backwards. Everything, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, the Lord went at another way, but but um, I'm wanting to help the body right now. We've got to get prepared for this revolution that's yeah. coming, and. And you, you've got to decide what you believe. Mm-hmm. You know, Elijah said this. He said, he pointed his finger at Jezebel. And he said, the dogs will eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Well, don't you know what that did to people? The religious people went crazy. What do you mean? You mean they'll actually be four-legged animals eat that woman by the wall of Jezreel? Elijah never explained. He left it in the realm of belief. Now, something came to divide the prophets. 
Think about this in Elijah's day. Okay. It came to divide the prophets. What was it? I'm going to say something that's going to make the critics of prophecy and prophets just lose it right here. <laughs> okay. okay. But, but here is the thing. There was a time in history when Moses asked the Lord. Now, notice what he's asking. Show me your glory. Yeah. He wanted to see the time of that glory. And um, he said, and this year's the battlefield for it. But he wanted to see that time of that glory. And the Lord said this. He said, there is a place by me. There's a place by me. Now, Moses was a prophet. Now, <laughs> remember that. He was a prophet. And there was a cleft in the rock. Mm -hmm. All right. He said, I'm going to put you in this cleft, this, this hollowed out cleft place. And when I pass by, I'll cover you with my hand. I'm going to cover you with my hand. That has all kinds of prophetic meanings. The covenant, the fivefold ministry, everything. He said, I'm going to cover you with it. And he said, I'll pass by you and you won't be able to see my face. You'll see my hinder parts. Well, one, one teaching brought out the fact that he didn't just pass by him. He passed through him and he carried him into the future because it was the only way he could get him out in front of him like that to actually behold it. So he carried him into the future. Now, at the same time, another place in time, now only God can do this. Right. At another place in time, Elijah runs from Jezebel and he goes to that same cleft in the rock. It's the same place that oh, Moses. Really? Oh, wow. And those prophets knew where that was. And so he went to that cleft and, you know, the fire and the wind and the earthquake and the Lord wasn't in it. Then he says this, he stepped out and he heard a still small voice and he wrapped his face with his tallit, his mantle. It was at the same time the Lord took him and Moses into the future to the place called the Mount of Transfiguration. Wow. Wow. And they showed up on the mountain to see his glory. And when they showed up there, guess who was there on the mountain? It was Jesus. And remember when he said, Moses said, show me your glory. He said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you. My goodness is going to pass before you. That's the only way you're ever going to see the glory. And so when they show up on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, what was that, Tabor somewhere, whatever it was, he showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus is standing there. And the Bible said a bright cloud overshadowed them, the glory. And Peter and James and John was there, and they just hit the dirt. <laughs> they said, let us make three churches. Let, let's divide this thing right now. We'll put one. <laughs> One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. We're going to section this thing off right now. Let us organize it right now. We're going to make a religion out of this. <laughs> I never and, thought of it that way. And a uh, voice came out of the glory and said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Yeah. In other words, everything's in him. Now, when this event is over, Jesus tells them, don't tell anybody. 
when the prophets go back to prophets, they go back to their perspective times. Moses comes down. His face is so bright. He has to cover it. Gee. Elijah starts doing miracles like Moses that he didn't do before. Then. Oh, wow. I'd never seen that. He's wow. splitting the Jordan. He's parting the waters. He's doing all this kind of stuff. And he's doing things he never did before. So something they learned on that mountain, listening to Jesus, because the Bible said Jesus began to speak to them. He was teaching them what's happening, what's going, going to happen. So Elijah goes back. And, and watch this now. For Moses says, I can't cross the Jordan. I can't cross it. And he didn't. Elijah goes back, and suddenly he tells Elisha something. And all the prophets, he said, I'm going to get caught away. I'm going to get caught up, and, and I'm going to leave here. I'm going to be caught up alive and leave the earth. And the prophets, only one prophet believed him. The other prophets said, told Elisha, Elijah said, I'm going to leave Gilgal. I'm going down to Bethel. And Elisha said, he said, you stay here. Elisha said, no, as your soul lives, I'm going to go with you. I'm staying with you. And he said, uh, his soul, now that's important. The way you think and what you know as a prophet, I'm not leaving. So he goes down to Bethel to the house of God, to the church. Mm. It's down there. And Elisha stays outside and watches probably for soldiers or whoever, because Jezebel's hunting him. He goes in and tells the other prophets. He says, I'm going to get caught away. How do I know he told them? Because they came out and told Elisha, don't you know your master is going to get taken away from you today? Don't you know he's going to get caught up? And they're mocking. You know, they're mocking because Elisha says, yeah, I know it. Shut up. Just be quiet. Yeah, hold your peace or you're something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they go down to Jericho. And when they get to Jericho, same thing. He said, yeah, I know it. Be quiet. So then Elijah says, I'm going to the Jordan. The Jordan. Where Moses could not cross. Moses was on one side of it. His body was. And Elijah was on the other side of it. But they met Jesus and learned something. They come back preaching something different. And so he, he gets down to the Jordan. I don't know if this is good to you, Steve. It's really good. good. I mean, I'm, yeah. And he gets to the Jordan, and all the prophets from Jericho is watching. So he gets down to the Jordan, and Elijah looks over at Elisha, and he says, I'm going to the Jordan. He said, you stay here. No, I'm going with you. So they get down to the Jordan. He says, before I'm taken away. Now, Elijah hadn't relented on this. Before I leave this earth, is there anything I can do for you? What would you want me to do for you? So Elijah parts the Jordan. Now, Steve, it's a river. He didn't cut the waters off. He parted it hither and thither. How do you part a river? You can't because it's flowing. It doesn't make, you can't, it's, it's, it's not, not doable. like the sea. No, it's flowing. But it's so he parts it. What do you want me to do for you? He said, I want a double portion of your consciousness, of your spirit, your consciousness. 
He said, you ask a hard thing. He said, but if you see me when I'm taken, you can have it. But you got to see this. You got to see something no, none of those over there can see. So they get to the other side. The Jordan closes back together. They're walking along. And then suddenly this tornado shows up. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And it blocks the view of the other ones that are mocking the prophets. There's always a mocking of the prophets before the power shows up. And he That's says, interesting. he says, yeah. these back here, they can't see it. All they see is the tornado. But Elisha saw a chariot of fire come down. And he came down and parted the two prophets, Elisha and Elijah. And watch this now. Now, this is something that gets people all bent out of shape, except the rabbis. And they know they've been studying it for thousands of years. And it's called what we call the Bible codes. There's a code in skip sequences, and I don't have time to get into that. But in a hidden code right there, it says Moses. And that might be in the English Bible that code shows up. But anyway, it says Moses, he resurrected. Really? At the time the chariot of fire come down, it said it crosses the, and says Moses, he resurrected. So what you had was the dead in Christ will rise first. Then the chariot caught up Elijah. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air. And when he did that, Elisha looked up and said, you ready? My father, my father. He said he's a man of two fathers. My father, my father. The chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elijah dropped the mantle. Elisha ripped his in two, picked up Elijah's, went back and parted the Jordan. So you're, you're looking wow. at, you're looking at what they learned on that mountain. They go back to their perspective times, give us a perfect side of it. And now you know why in the book of Jude, that when Satan contending with Michael, the archangel for the body of Moses mm -hmm. said, trying to keep him from coming up. He said, Michael didn't bring a railing accusation to try to stop him. He just said, the Lord rebuked thee. It's already been planned. Everything is already set. You can't stop this. And so he goes back across the river and uh, Elisha, and he starts having to instruct the prophets again. And so this is where it is. There's all before the magnificent happens, before the light shines, before the glory hits, there's always prophets and there's always an attack on the prophets because it happens with the word, the war, the prophets, and the glory. And that's the order that you can watch for. So anyway, uh, well, we probably never got to where we needed to be, but maybe yeah, we well, I mean, yeah. So I want to make sure that there, if there's anything else you want to say, if because I've written some things down. So anything else you want to say? I'll give you some more time. If there's, well, if there's maybe we can maybe we can come back and and talk about the political next time. Okay, the election okay. and all that. Kind yeah, of this stuff. would this would be good. And that was a, a a brilliant understanding. And I'd heard about, I'd understood about uh, Moses being transported in time. I'd never heard yeah. the uh, uh, Elijah time being mm -hmm. transported and using mm -hmm. in in the same cleft mm -hmm. of the rock. So that was yeah. new. 
And yeah. uh, was it your understanding that, or the probability that that was the moment in which Moses was resurrected at the same moment? Is that why the my father, my father? Oh, yeah. Men at yeah. the same time, right? Moses probably, the body of Moses came up first because the dead in Christ arise first. Right. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? And then Elijah was caught up with him, and then Elisha saw them both. And it was the revelation that Elisha had his whole life because, you know, the other prophets said the Spirit of the Lord killed Elijah, just, just smashed him all to pieces on the rocks. And Elisha said, no, he didn't. He said, I saw what happened. You didn't. I saw something you didn't. And I don't so, understand. I've never understood the cynicism of the other prophets. Weren't they being raised to believe in, in what, where, why were they just so filled with cynicism? Well, they, they were Steve and, and more than likely all those prophets mentioned was Elijah's school of the prophets. Yeah. But here's the thing. Something had come in and shamed them or talked them out of following Elijah. Just think about that now because they didn't believe it anymore. They didn't believe him anymore. They called him Elisha's master, not theirs. They, they called him Elijah's teacher, Elisha's teacher, not theirs. And so something had attacked them. And it was when bold prophecies came on the scene like this. Dogs will eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going. And when they did, the others said, ah, oh, no, 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 no. No, you, we better make all these sign a petition. We better make them uh, run all their prophecies through us or, or wow. they can't through. And, wow. and it, it talked them in. Watch what it did to them. It, but Elijah didn't go and say, no, no, this is what I meant. Look, this is, he just said it. It was in the realm of belief now. And so, so notice this, Bethel means the house of God. It would represent the house of God. So the prophets in the house of God quit believing him. So the churches, people uh, uh, talk them out of it. Then he gets down to Jericho and notice this. When those, when Elisha came back across Jericho and he gets to Jericho, listen what they told him. After he convinced them, it said they said Elijah has been, the Holy Ghost killed Elijah. That's what they said said he smashed him on the rocks. Elisha said, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I, I saw what happened. You didn't. I saw it. And they said, oh, let us go look. Let us. We got 50 men that's strong enough to go look for him. He said, no, don't go. Yeah, we're going to go. No, don't go. Yeah, we're going to go. And they said they kept on at him until he was ashamed. Elisha was ashamed. Makes you wonder if he was ashamed of them. And so then they, they go over there and they search for three days and night. Think about that resurrection. But oh, they good. Find oh, I didn't see. I hadn't saw that. Wow. Gone. So they come back and they, he said, I told you don't go. They never answer him. They know they just saw him part the Jordan a while ago, three days earlier. They still don't believe. Watch this. So then he gets there and then it's what they say. He said, I told you, don't go. Listen what they said. <clears throat> this is a good city. They, never even, they said, this is a good city, Elisha. It's just the water's no good. But this is a good city, and this is a 
Really? A good city? A good city That's without Jericho. water? Yeah. It's Jericho. Mm. Joshua said, whoever rebuilds Jericho is cursed. Gee. So there's 50 prophets, maybe 100 if there was 50 in each place. Maybe 150 if there was 50 more by the Jordan. I don't know. But there's at least 50 prophets standing there who cannot tell when a city's cursed. They's called a cursed place a good place. You know why? Because they had allowed someone had talked the people, the prophets out of believing the prophets. Well, and the thing that stands out to me is Elijah was one of the preeminent prophets of the entire, sure. you know. Uh, he called fire era. down on Mount Carmel. Yeah, so he, with him being that preeminent, even his ability to teach that school of the prophets did not keep them safe. They just rebelled okay. against their father, Elijah, if you would be their earthly, you know, spiritual father, be, if you will. That's right, because they had other voices talking them out of it. Man. Talking them out of it. See, the, the prophetic has to come on the scene in the form of bodily prophets to contend with what's going on in the political, the spiritual, the physical, everything to boldly proclaim the word of God. So because God is getting ready to send the glory. Remember Moses came down face shining Elijah and mm -hmm. Moses and the glory comes over. It's always following that. And so the attack comes to shut the prophets down. It's got to shut it down. And notice they say they mocked him and mocked him and mocked him. And so he comes back and he goes through the, but then all of a sudden uh, he, the prophets that's in Jericho don't know the city's cursed. And I want to know why the water was cursed when there was 50 prophets in the city. Oh, right. Yeah. If they had any power, wouldn't there be any water? There should yeah. be fresh water. Okay. Then he goes up to, you know, uh, Bethel. They're mocking him. When it says little children came out and mocked him, they're not talking about little infant boys and girls. They're talking our toddlers or 12 year olds or 15 year olds. They're talking about prophets, hmm. the sons of the prophets. They came out mocking him. What were they mocking? They said, go up thou bald head, go up thou bald head. They're not talking about the man's hair. They're speaking about go up the way you say Elijah was caught up. You go up too, you old man without a covering. You go up. And they were still mocking Elijah, Elisha's revelation. It's unbelievable. And, called, and called their harvest to them in the name of the Lord. Well, and people, you know, if the prophets themselves are watching the, the miracles happen and they don't believe. I mean, I'm, I, I'm making a clear distinction about the days in which we live. You can be, you can be one of the most preeminent prophets on the right. face of the earth today, and you can, you can turn and you could say, I don't believe. And, and, and others can turn on them like that. Yeah. Just turn on them. And the, just like they, I mean, it's no different. Just like they left Jesus, they left this, it falls in the realm of belief, yeah. the realm of faith. And here, here is, is the way it works, Steve. St. John 1, the word, the written word 
is first and foremost. You must study the word. Remember, I started talking about, I remember like on Flashpoint, the word of faith, Brother Copeland brought the prophets on Flashpoint. And I said, the word of faith and the prophetic is the sword of the spirit. I said, the word of faith stepped up to the plate and brought prophets on it. It's time for the prophets to take the word in their hand like Moses coming down off that mountain with the words of God in their hand. That's good. Quit prophesying without this. You have to have both. You have to have both. The, the letter without the spirit or the prophetic will kill. But the prophetic without the, the, the written word is a flake. You have to have both to grip the sword of the spirit. So, so what you're going to see, and this is what I heard the Lord say before I came on the air here. He said, there's going to be a severing, a severed line, a dividing between the people. And they're going to have to decide with what they believe, one side or the other. They must decide whether they believe in power or they believe in what they've always just seen and heard. Because the severed line that's coming in in the world of the spirit is going to determine where the glory falls and how it acts and how it falls in the earth. And there will be sections of people that the glory will fall on here that will never touch here. There will be sections that will happen here but it will never happen over here because of the realm of belief. That is the sever coming between the two. So you must decide what you believe because I'm not going to stand and defend what I teach. Yeah. Say you decide whether you believe that or not, because other than that, I'm not your faith. I'm not your Holy ghost. Is it like you could, you would, if I were to put this in just a everyday English vernacular is you would say to the people, all the people, all the believers and prophets, all combined, you can believe anything you want to believe. You can. You better just decide. And you need to decide is. quickly. Yeah. Because we're, we're, the Lord told me we are within months of it beginning, Good. of that great outpouring beginning. Now, I didn't say it would all happen in months. Right. He said it would begin. Now, how many months? I don't know, Steve. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what I heard. Yeah. And he said, so you have to decide what you believe because this thing is not going to look like what people think. You know, I saw an MMA fighter. Uh, I think it was Bubba Jenkins. Maybe is that, is that a name of one? Uh, yeah, of them? it might be. I don't, I, I'm not a follower yeah. of MMA, but and he said, and he was giving an interview. They were interviewing him after a fight, you know, holding the mic to him. And he was talking, he said, first of all, I want to give I want to give God glory by speaking in my heavenly language, and he wow. just started speaking wow. in tongues. Are you serious? Oh yeah, just wow. right there. It just started talking in tongues right there over that microphone, and the sports announcer was just smiling because he don't know what to do with it, <laughs> and they just keep the mic in the man's face, and then when he gets through, he says, "Now, okay, now that I've now." I'm the greatest it's ever been. You know, he in on it. Well, well, oh man, it's not going to look like what people. Yeah, think. I mean, when you say that, I'm going, oh man, this, if this is the first first fruits of yeah. the of the Jesus movement picking up again, mm -hmm. no, I never saw anything like that. I didn't even see that one, but I 
I didn't know yeah. that that would happen on national broadcast. Oh, yeah. Someone would say, I'm going to speak my heavenly language. Yeah, he That's did. It's crazy. Started, and it started beautiful. talking in tongues. <laughs> but see, people would say, oh, no, he can't be. Oh, he can't be. Or they might was, say, has your pastor released you to do that? Because yeah. you, you're out of order. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the, well, there was no interpretation. Yeah. See, yeah. They're, they're talking about things they do not know. Yeah. They do not know, nor do they understand. They're speaking of things. When Jesus looked at Nicodemus, and it's one of the most beautiful things in the scripture, and he looked at Nicodemus when he came to him by night, and he said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, how can I be born again? Well, do I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus, listen what he said to him. He said, you're a, you're a master in Israel, and you don't know these things. Now, he didn't give him a, he didn't give him a, a, a pass. <laughs> he said, you mean you're a teacher, a master in Israel, and you don't understand? You don't know what I'm talking about? He said, okay, let me tell you something. He said, the wind, do you, do you see the wind? Do you know where it comes from? No. Do you know where it's going? No. He said, so it is with the spirit. And he starts talking to him about these things. And he didn't stop when Nicodemus didn't understand. He just left it in the realm of belief. He left it in the realm. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of a king to search it out. The things of the glory are are concealed and hidden. But the kings, you and I, the body of Christ, are supposed to search those things out. And now here we've come to the battlefield year of the glory. Mm. Organized religion, organized politics, organized darkness has come to grab the light, but when it starts coming in and seize it and put it down, just like in St. John 1, and so we're in the battlefield this year. But the scripture said in St. John 1, it could not comprehend it. It couldn't hold it down and seize on it. So what you're looking at right now, don't be moved by a lot of crap you see going on. Don't let it move you. you you're either going to find you're on the sides of the prophets that didn't believe or the one, Elisha, that saw it all happen. And so this is where we are. I was going to get into the, to the political next, but first of all, we need to talk to our own family and we need to let them know this thing has fallen into the realm of belief. And the Jesus revolution is about to absolutely hit the earth. And let me just make this one final question of you. And this, this is in my language, but would it be, however you would say it, but would you say a good caution to people who are on the fence or whatever they want to try to decide is, is it a good caution to say, be careful what you decree is not God? Because you might be wrong. Well. You know, that's a lot of that's where the knowledge of the word comes in. If you're yeah. talking to prophets, 
you know, a knowledge of the word, the word talks about things that are absolutely just so big and so huge. People can't, you know, they can't get it. The Red Sea parting, that's the one of the biggest things in the whole scripture that it talks about. It marked, it marked mankind forever. The Red Sea parting. Well, the Red Sea, if you want to know what it did, the Bible said it congealed mm-hmm. in its that's congealed water is like uh, jello frozen water. Mm-hmm. It just stood up in this congealed state. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. Now the scripture says that. I didn't say that. I just said what it says. So that's big. Okay. You've got, you got to stop and think, how did that happen? Okay. How could that happen? Well, Job says when the Lord breathes, the frost comes. It says the frost comes when he breathes. Well, the scripture also says that with a blast of his nostrils, he parted the sea. Oh, wow. Now put it together. Now, what does that say? It says that he he breathed out of his nostrils. The frost hit so cold, it stood the water up and 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 turned it to congealed oh, wow. yeah. jello on both sides. Yeah, it sounds like a science fiction movie, basically, because you could just see one of those power movies, some sure. superhero, and it freezes. And we're talking it. about, but the scripture says it congealed. It says with a blast of his nostrils, and it says when he breathes, the frost comes. So put those three together. What do you have? Okay, well, we're not finished. Let's just keep carrying that on for a minute. Okay. At the Red Sea, the children of Israel begin to, you want to know what really happened there, you need to go to the book of Habakkuk and look at what happened. It says they, they started praising God and their praises went up into the heavens. And when it went up into the heavens, it turned praises turned to glory. And when the glory showed up in the heavens, then it said, uh, God arose, the Lord arose from Teman and started marching through the land toward them and rode his fiery chariots and horses of fire down into that sea. So you now you're putting it all together that the rotations of the planets, the glory got so thick it just stopped it and rolled the tides out in two directions. And he breathed, froze it, congealed it, jelloed it, froze it, So they could walk through, but he did it with all the moisture out of the ground because it said they crossed on dry ground. Dry land, yeah, which is just like... And in the book of Psalms, it says that nobody stumbled and nobody slipped. So where he parted it, he parted it with a road and walked straight across it where it wasn't steep or anything. He just, he put it where they could go across it. No rocks, no mud, no fish. Nothing. It's all behind those jello walls. And so those congealed frozen walls, it's all back there somewhere. And so he goes through and while they're walking, it's cool on each side of them from the eyes. Oh, that's but good. on the bottom, they're watching dust come up off their sandals <laughs> and fall. That's good. And they, they know, my God, only God could do this. And so then when they they get out on the other side, and a fire is holding. Pharaoh back. And all of this is going on. Well, 
Well, let's take it another step further with that same event. It says that the, the, uh, the deep uttered its voice. The deep, it means the subterranean water supply that supplies the earth uttered its voice and said something. Well, what does it say? Well, we just keep studying the word. And the word says the floods clap for God. So the water supply said something, maybe like, there's God. Stand up and applaud. Oh, that's good. All the seas stood up and started clapping for him as he came through the sea. Well, then you take it another step. Gee. The Lord said this. He, he said, I will get me honor on Pharaoh. What honor? Well, Pharaoh thought he was a god. The only thing that could have provoked Pharaoh into going into that sea after them was he thought the sea parted for him. He thinks he's God and the sea parts for him. And you got the fire and he thinks he's Ra, the sun God and all this stuff. He thinks he's the son of Ra. And so he thinks it parts for him. And the Lord said, I'm going to show you who the sea honors, me or him. And so it stood up and applauded. Everything went the way it should until the last Israeli came out on the other side. And then the floods were clapping with, for God and turned around and here comes Pharaoh. And it's like the water would have said, who are you? And it came right back together. <laughs> yeah. So now, now look what we've learned just with, the, with that. Now that's prophetic. That's, that's how it flows through the scripture. And people will attack that. Oh, that can't be true. That can't be true. That can't be really. Well, the word don't lie. And it said those things. And if it don't mean that, then what does it mean? That's if good. God didn't mean what he said, he should have said what he meant. <laughs> wow, I never heard all of those things. I've heard some of those things, but, you know. Well, that's how, that's how you people should study. Yeah. They should study that way and, and look for the, that's, that's the way in my prophetic mind, that's the way I study. I that's look good. flow through the written word. That's well, and even, I'm even the, uh, the example you gave of uh, the MMA fighter said, say, I'm going to speak in my mm -hmm. prayer language. I mean, how is that any different than on the day of Pentecost when everyone just started speaking in their prayer language Amen. and they all heard each other in their own language? So there was something else dual tasking sure. going on. They were hearing it in their own language. And, yeah. and so it, can that happen again? Is it happening again? Will it happen in increased yeah. forms again to MMA fighters? And who knows what else? It's probably going to be so shocking to see oh, who God will well. use that we would say in my wildest imagination, I would have I would never, never believed that. that God would use that person. Or you know, it's like the guy who, there was a guy, I remember hearing this story where this man, he was in a bar and he was drinking, you know, had his beer in front of him. And his friend came in to meet him there and they just sat down and was going to talk, but his friend came in real distraught. And he sat down and he got a beer and he set it in front of him. And he's looking at his friend. His friend looked at him and said, man, 
what's wrong with you? He said, I don't know, man. Something happened to me last night. And he's sitting in a bar with his beer. Something happened to me last night. He said, well, what was it? He said, oh, man, he said, it was wild. He said, well, what happened? Tell me what happened. Because this guy was all worked up. He said, okay, I'm going to tell you. Listen. And he said, now you tell me what that is. He looked at his friend and said, now you tell me what that is. And the guy looked at him and said, my God, man, that's a Holy Ghost. You better get up and get out of this place, right? <laughs> I love it. Now, God, God didn't think about what he just did. He knew the man was going to be there. Think about it. It's going to look different yeah. because it all comes from the heart and it's inside the heart. You know, what? Well, people are going to look, what was it? Who was it? Alice Cooper that said, when they asked him, they said, you mean you can live that wicked lifestyle, that rock and roll lifestyle or something to this effect? I'm not, I don't yeah. quote exactly. And then just ask Jesus in your heart and it's all washed away. He said, yeah, man, ain't it great? Ain't it great? It's going to look different. You're going to see things that, that when you start seeing, the Lord keeps telling me this way, cowboys, hippies, pierced people, uh, tattooed people, all these people, and they're going to come in with, and they're going to love each other. And they won't judge each other and they'll just come in. And you know what? There's going to be so many prophets in those, in that crowd. Mm. It's going to be so many prophets, so many prophetic voices, Steve, that it's just not going to be resistible hardly. Yeah. And it's going to look different. You're going to probably see sandals again and, and, and long hair and, big crosses. You'll probably see all this stuff happen again because, or you may see tattoos, people tattoo Jesus across their forehead. I don't know. You go see all kinds of stuff. You think they'll have the communes again and all that where people then commune together? And- you know, nothing would surprise me in such yeah. an outcome. Nothing. It would not surprise me if you don't see in those days, somebody walk on water. Yeah. Because their their hearts will be so well. There is church history about people floating in the air. You know yeah. that's in history. Oh, yeah. You know that's church history. That they mm-hmm. didn't. That was wasn't even in the New Testament, as far as I know. So yeah. it'll happen again. We must. This this line this this sever line has come. We must decide what we believe. Yeah. Decide what you believe. Decide it today. And if you say, well, I'm just not going to believe nothing, then you get nothing. But whatever you believe, that's what you're going to partake of. You're going to partake of that. Now, let me close with this. The scripture says in 1 John, is it, that they describe false prophets. It says, those who don't believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is a false prophet. It said, those who believe and confesses he's come in the flesh is a real one. Now, there's your criteria. Okay. 
If you want to see a false prophet, look at Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab's biggest advisor, the one they call the prophet. When they asked him about Jesus rising from the dead, he said, that's fake news. That's what he said. That's fake news. And every interview he gives, he's talking about the God of the Hebrew Bible, how they're going beyond him, how all the God of the Hebrew Bible managed to create was tomatoes, trees, and giraffes. He said, we're going to go beyond him and create uh, uh, artificial life and cyborgs and all of this. And then in, in one time he said, in the Old Testament, he said, if you, if, if you made God mad, drought, no water. He, this is his words. He said, we can make God as mad as we want to now because we don't care what he does because we can create our own water now. Yeah, and he good luck talking. with that. Good luck with that, man. And so he just keeps on and on and on that. He don't deny God. He don't deny his existence. He only denies Jesus has come in the flesh and rose from the dead. But he, because now think of this, the Bible says demons know there's one God and they tremble, but they, they can't, they won't confess he's come in the flesh like that. And this guy is the false prophet, try, is a false prophet trying to bring the Antichrist into the world. So if you want to see one, pull his picture up. Yeah. And you'll find one. That's so like. other than that, my brother, good that's, stuff, a, that's good a good stuff. introduction that we can yeah. go about two more hours on. Yeah, we really could. So, well, Robert, would you pray for the people as we end, end up? Here? I would be honored. Awesome. Father, I ask you, Lord God, to, to mm. give the people, Lord, the courage. Lord, let it rise up within them, the courage and the fortitude to believe, to push into the glory to get in the, the wave of this thing that's coming. Lord God, because it is going to be the deliverance of their children, mm. their grandchildren, and all of those, Lord, they thought was unsavable from all walks of bondage, yes, from religious bondage to drug bondage. It's going to be deliverance for them, Lord. This is the time they prayed and waited for. I ask you, Lord, to anchor them into the place where they do not sway from it. Mm. And they embrace the supernatural and they embrace the prophetic word. Lord, the word that will blast into the middle of corrupt political arenas, blast into the middle of religion, blast into the middle, Lord, and make a way for the light to shine. I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, encourage the flock. Yes. Encourage the sheep. Encourage the lambs. Lord God, encourage them. Give the pastors, Lord, the head of a lion and the body of a lamb. Let them, Lord God, speak like you as they walk among their flocks. Lord God, I ask you, to not let the time of the lion be silenced because it has surely come to roar. Yes. Protect the little flock, Lord. Protect them. 
Lord, keep them safe. Lord, give them a revelation from your written word that nothing can ever take. And I give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 How wow, wonderful, Robin. So good, so good, so good. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, it was worth the wait. We took us a while to get the sound right, but then we got, uh, we, we were a little 20-some minutes late, but I hope everyone feels like I do that it was more than worth it. So uh, quick reminder for everyone that Amanda Grace will be with us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Tomorrow is Friday already. Can't even believe it. 11 o'clock Pacific. So, Robin, anything else to tell people how to find your uh uh, Sunday service. Just go to the website. You know, right you can right you can find anything I have there on uh, robindbullock.com. And I know Amanda Grace is coming to Church International here in, oh, good. in, oh, awesome. in February, I think. She's amazing. She's oh, amazing. yeah. Her, her and Chris, man, they're just something else. They are. And so we're going to, me and you going to get together in yeah, Oregon talking, and Warrior at some yeah, point. Yeah, we have talked there. about something maybe, um, I think we're talking about middle summer is what's going to work out. Yeah, that'd so be we're gonna, awesome. We're going to pick a date and uh, we've, we've got a couple of potential locations for it. It's like a one day thing. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, it, maybe one or two, whatever. Okay, we, one or two, whatever either of those. And uh, we'll do a live and uh, we'll do the whole work. You're bringing a worship band. Oh, we'll I'll bring the to... whole, I'll bring the 11th hour team with yeah, me. Yeah, so it'll be great, great, great. Yeah. So we'll tell people, we, we need to get on that. So in the next few weeks, we need to nail awesome. some dates down. So, all right, Robin, God bless you. Thank you so God much. Love you, you very much. Give our love to Lady Robin as well and your family and Krista it. and all that. So we will see you all later. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. Shalom. I'm doing Shalom. this. Shalom. Shalom. Bye-bye. <laughs> This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.